And so it's like, well, was that wisdom? Right. But for us, what's wisdom? Is it is it more wise to to take the job that offers more? Or is it more wise to follow God? Because following God is not going to make sense to the people around you. Happy Thanksgiving week. Yes. And welcome to the Biblically Center podcast. It's very exciting. Yeah, Thanksgiving. I know. Um, maybe. It's really kind of hard to explain which one is my favorite holiday. Thanksgiving or Christmas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I just like this whole general season, kind yeah. of like the fall leading, like really kind of October leading into the end of the year, all, all the burr months. Yep. October, mm-hmm. November, December. <laughs> Leading into the new year is kind of like just my favorite time of the year. Right. And um, I really like the Christmas season, mm-hmm. but sometimes I feel like I might actually like Thanksgiving Day better than Christmas Day, even though I like the Christmas season the I best. like the routine we've gotten into on Thanksgiving lately. I also am a ba- big fan of July 4th. So it's summertime. There's fireworks. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. There's normally fun, fun things to do. Yeah. But we never, I mean, yeah, we just haven't really ever gone all out on, I feel like we don't have any good solid traditions for July 4th. It's just kind of a. I know. I just remember them from growing up in our neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. There's a cute little picture of Danica (laughs) when she was a little kid in her um, neighborhood 4th of July parade. With your, it was so much. I'm gonna have fun. to somehow get that photo from your <laughs> no. parents so I can put it here. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I'm just thankful for this time of year. So, we got family coming to celebrate Thanksgiving with us, yes, which will be fun. So, lots and of prepping, dogs. house cleaning, grocery buying, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's yeah. a busy, busy week, yeah. Also, have to finish putting up my Christmas lights, you do, yeah, before people show up. Because I like to enjoy them as long as I can, and I feel like waiting till after Thanksgiving, you're just you're late to the show. Yep. And I don't want to be late. And it gets cold, so you're doing them at a good time. Yeah, it does. Well, uh, my name is Johnny Jordan, <laughs> and this is my wife, Danica. Hello. We're happy to be here. Um, we run an organization called Biblically Centered, and this podcast is an aspect of that um, organization. So we do have a mission statement that I will uh, gladly allow Danica to read for us today. Sure. Biblically Centered equips your family with knowledge and conversations for you to live and defend your Christian faith. And so today we're talking about the coffee tastes so good today. (laughs) You know, some days like you make it and it just doesn't quite hit, but today it hits. It's just... I'm going to be, I'm probably going to go through this mug pretty quick. I'm glad you made a good batch then. (laughs) Okay. So this week we're talking about virtue G. Yes. Um, so we have, uh, a curriculum that centers around 26 virtues for you to instill into your family, Uh, and your kids to help give us a strong foundation of faith as we continue to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are 26 virtues, so we have them kind of broken down alphabetically. Um, And so today we're talking about virtue G. Yes. And virtue G states that we gain wisdom 
by asking God for instruction on what is right. Yes. And so I'm going to go over some definitions because we always love definitions and we think it's important to know what our words mean when we say them. So um, wisdom is the right use or exercise of knowledge. It's discerning or judging what is most proper and useful. It's using discretion. The exercise of sound judgment, either in avoiding evils or attempting good. And the knowledge and fear of God and sincere obedience to his commandments. And then like a bonus definition, since we don't say it in the virtue, is prudence. Dear prudence. (laughs) Prudence is wisdom applied to practice. And it also gives us caution in deliberating and consulting the most suitable means to accomplish valuable purposes. And it is more caution and reservation than wisdom, more foreseeing and avoiding evil than devising and executing what is good. So prudence is kind of how you apply the wisdom and it's a little bit more cautious, but wisdom obviously is what we're trying to instill, which is exercising of the knowledge that we will be imparting to our children of God and his word. Amen. Thank you for sharing those definitions with us. You're so welcome. Prudence is a not very common one. It's not. In today's I really language. Enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important, but again, it's just not a word that we use very often. It's not. Let's bring it back. It's like some people will say, pr- like, we'll call people a prude in like a negative connotation. Yeah, I don't know if that stems from. I, it has to. I mean, I guess it does. Right. For being, I, maybe, maybe being like extremely cautious or yeah, something. Yeah, I think that's kind of what they're saying. Yeah. It's like you're so Ugh. cautious that. But of course, that's like the extreme end right. of it. Right. It's not about n- not living life. It's right. Just about. Yeah. You can be cautious in life. That's okay. Not killing yourself in the process. <laughs> Correct. There's a lot of life to be lived out there, and a lot of life to be lived that leads you nowhere good. So, prudence and wisdom are there to help you along the way to yes. live a life that maybe you'll be proud of. Yes. Um, so just to start us off with something a little funny to go with wisdom, uh, Miles Kingston, I'm going to quote him. He says, knowledge, Is it Kingston or Kington, Kington, Kington. Sorry, guys. Um, he says, knowledge consists of knowing that a tomato is a fruit and wisdom consists of not putting it in a fruit salad. Right. So. So you have the knowledge. Right. It's a fruit. Right? I mean, you guys know. It's a fruit. (laughs) And here on this hand, we have a fruit salad. Right. Okay? So wisdom or knowledge would tell you it's a fruit salad. Any fruit is fair game to go in the fruit salad. Right. But wisdom, you got to take the knowledge of knowing this is a fruit, but use the wisdom of knowing that this is not the context in which this fruit (laughs) needs to be applied. (laughs) Correct. Don't put it in your fruit salad. Correct. Don't bring it to your church potluck for Thanksgiving (laughs) because you'll be probably kicked out. Yes, That's no, no fruit sin. salad at Thanksgiving. Yeah. The church forgives a lot, right. but when it comes to food, <laughs> nope. They would probably accept like a Jello salad on Thanksgiving. You think? Maybe in Arkansas. <laughs> that pistachio one with like the nuts. No one likes Jello. <laughs> I'm convinced that there is no one who actually loves Jello. Like no one is guilty pleasuring sitting down and eating a bowl of Jello. Correct. It's a weird texture. Correct. 
The only Jello packets we have in our pantry A are expired and B we used to make Jello Play-Doh with because it smells amazing. Yeah. That way, if you want to tempt your kids to eat their Play-Doh, <laughs> make it smell like oranges. <laughs> oh, man. One of the reasons why I did read the definition of prudence is this verse in Proverbs 8.12. It says, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. So the two of them work together um, in helping us find the knowledge that God has given us and then using discretion upon acting. And... This is just, I think, a really important virtue. I mean, I know we say that every week about every virtue. They're all important. But wisdom from knowledge and maybe not wisdom from what I would say trial and error will benefit and take our children a lot further than like go try everything and figure out what feels and is right. Mm -hmm which is what obviously the world is telling them to do. Like, go do whatever you think you should do. Try it out. Go be who you want to be. And wisdom is like, "Mm, I think we can learn a little bit more (laughs) about God and his foundational truths and what he wants us to do and then operate out of that knowledge rather than trying to figure it all out on our own. I heard it said one time that you gain... Or, man, knowledge is learning from your own mistakes, but wisdom is learning from others' mistakes. Oh, yeah. And again, that's not scripture. Um, but I do think there is a certain element of truth to that in the sense of uh, like, kind of like you were saying before, like we, you don't have to go out and experience everything the world has to offer. You know, I feel like some people kind of view it like you're in a bowling lane trying to find your lane and you're just kind of bouncing wall to wall, just experiencing everything. But in reality, there is like certain elements of our life, especially as Christians, in terms of the right paths to follow, the right things to be involved in. Um, What really comes down to is, you know, the people you're with. Mm -hmm. Um, And so being extremely connected. This is kind of going off script a little bit so we can circle it back. But, um, like just as a Christian, the, the, you can't, the importance of being connected and rooted in your church Mm -hmm. and then having solid community in your life of people who, um, are pushing you further along in your faith journey to be closer and more like Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean that mistakes aren't going to be had along the way. But if you have the right people around you, you're setting yourself up for success. Right. When I would also maybe connect it to, I know I've heard it said and preached and talked about, like Christianity isn't about seeing how close to the line you can get. It's about knowing where the line is and not even putting yourself close to that. So I think wisdom would operate the same way. It's not like, oh, let me see. Let me get right up on here and see what I'm actually allowed to do. Oh, that's too much. Wisdom is going, yeah, the line's way over there and I'm going to stay right here, which you're right. Being surrounded by the right people, the right community. I think also realizing that her church history is really rich and really important um, because it's not there's not new information now as much as we like to think that there is. 
a lot of these debates and things that people maybe are trying to There's nothing figure new out. under the sun. Right. But th- there are things that have already been debated and discussed by different creeds and different church councils, which play a beautiful part into the history of the church. Like that's a really beautiful part of it. And so I think just encouraging that sort of like, don't seek on your own by yourself, seek in a trusted, good church environment, and then go back to those Christian church fathers for what they had already discussed and discovered. Mm-hmm. Which, anyways, not saying to do that for every aspect, but if you have a question about something, it's probably already been answered by smarter people <laughs> than you. <laughs> yep. Um, so Proverbs, I think this is nine. This website's laid out really weird. Weird. We'll say Proverbs nine, um, verse 20, where it says, Wisdom cries aloud in the street. Uh, in the market, she raises her voice. Like, it's a very easy, like, concept of, like, wisdom is not hard to find. Like, it literally is everywhere crying out for us to hear it. Um, it's not, like, I think sometimes we almost overanalyze finding wisdom as off, as almost it's like this struggle and only, and only the few people in the faith really are wise. But in reality... Wisdom is everywhere. It's readily available. God has made it readily available for us. Um, I just think that what we often do is like if so for this metaphor's sake, I might, might be taking some liberties here, but for this metaphor's sake, like if wisdom is out crying for us, but we're in our home and we have all the volumes turned up and all the things going on in the house that are kind of isolating us from or distracting us from wisdom, then you might not think that you can find wisdom, but it's not because it's not there. It's because you're so inundated with everything you have going on and the noise of your life that you're not really actually taking the time to quiet yourself and listen for its voice because God will give us wisdom when we ask for it. Right. Yeah, I think that goes along well with Proverbs 1, seven says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And I think to go along with that, like how often do we find ourselves kind of isolated and just in our own world? And yet wisdom, like you said, is readily available if we ask for it. And we have to have A, the desire and want to go to God. But B, there is also a fear aspect of it of like, to know who God is when we're going before him to know everything he's done and the, what is the word that says this? Like the all encompassing (laughs) knowledge of God. (laughs) You know, sometimes you just think of a word, but you can't find the word, just emotion. Um, He's just so broad and vast, obviously. And so we come before him with respect, knowing Like he does know every intimate part of us, but that should encourage us to ask him for wisdom and not think like, oh man, I should have known better. I should have been able to do this by myself. It's humbling ourselves and going before God, knowing that he's more than willing and able, you know, it compares God as a father. And I think for us with children, if, if any of our children come for us asking for wisdom, (laughs) 
I think we would readily say, oh my goodness, yes, thank you for coming to me <laughs> and asking this question, even if it's something really simple, yeah. you know? And even God knows everything. And obviously like his wisdom is perfect for our kids. They just want to know where they can go to ask questions. So I think to foster and a good way to foster this as when you have little children is to not brush away their seemingly small insignificant questions because you want them to always know I can go to mom and dad and even if they don't know the answer we'll find it Mm -hmm. which is what we do in school a lot if my kids are like what's a random question I've gotten asked lately I don't know a lot <laughs> but if I don't know the answer, we have encyclopedias, like we have other great picture books and things that I'm able to say, I really don't know, but I would love to find out. And then we're able to look through those things and then they know, A, they can come to me first. And if I don't know, I'm still going to direct them to somewhere that would. Mm-hmm. So I think even when it's small, you want to prime them to know to come to you and then obviously when those questions and things get bigger and bigger then you are the one directing them to God Mm. I'm like oh I really don't know that's a really great question let's look in the Bible or let's ask God you're just finding ways to show them and point them to God even when sometimes it might feel like you don't know how to do that yeah that's good good point I think it's also important to know that like the wisdom that we receive and the direction we receive from God, it's going to be in accordance to the scripture. He's not going to have us do something or conduct ourselves in a way that is contrary to scripture. Mm -hmm. And I'm not super big on calling out pastors and and preachers, but, um, and I won't say the name, but there's a a pastor I saw a clip of in an interview he was in where he was kind of talking about his approach to ministry. And I really have liked this guy. There's been a lot of stuff I've seen him do that I respect and like his, especially he has a lot of content on, on parenting. Um, and I like a lot of the approach he takes is when it comes to parenting. But in a podcast, he was saying that he, he, he said he went on a fishing trip. This is a story he told. And, um, he was talking about how good the guy, he was in like Mexico and the guy, you know, on the boat he was in, you know, this is like his boat and he was like a professional fisherman. And, the ability he had to bait the worm was like expert level, you know, to where like he basically ran the hook straight through the worm to where he didn't see any of the worm. Anyways, long story short, he said he felt God told him in that moment um, since he, he, his ministry is a lot more geared towards like maybe youth in like rougher settings is, and this is part I just didn't really know what to think about it, but it struck me wrong is that, that God told him he allows him to use profanity when ministering to his kids as, as a means of baiting them into the conversation. Mm. And in my mind, I was like, I, I just, I just can't reconcile that in scripture because I don't see that allowance anywhere in scripture. Right. Um, and I don't see it. And again, maybe this is open for debate, but, I just don't see it where God would, um, you know, cause the Bible talks very much about our speech and we'll get on that later, mm-hmm. but the importance of, of, um, you know, honoring God with the words that we say. Mm-hmm. And, and so we know that oftentimes profanity does not do that. <laughs> so using something that does not honor God as a way to bring people into a conversation about God just seems 
you know. Right. I guess in my mind, like I've, I've often heard it said in ministry um, that like what you win them with, you keep them with. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to win people to a low standard. Right. It's like they say that for like, so like if you're in kids ministry and you really need volunteers, not to be like, we just really need some people just maybe, just maybe one week every two months. Like we just, you just need a little help because if, if that's what you're winning them to is a little help, then that's. That's all like you're going to get. People, what do they say? People are going to rise to like 70% of the expectation you set. Yeah. Generally speaking, not everyone. Um, so if you're, if you're calling people to a very low standard, they're not even going to hit that standard. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important, I feel like. And so it just, I don't know, it just kind of got my mind thinking of like, I just don't see that, Yeah. the wisdom in that from my perspective. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think of the characteristic of Christ in the New Testament, I mean, it said, A, he was plain in looks. Um, and I think from his speech, I think he just spoke directly. He never tried to twist people into what he was saying. I mean, he would use parables, but those were examples, um, which if you wanted to know more, then you would ask more. Like they kind of hit a range of people. Um, and so... Yeah, he wasn't in for like a shock factor or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, he turned over some tables. That was a little shocking, but that wasn't justified. <laughs> <laughs> we all got that little righteous anger every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> we like to think that we do. Correct. So wisdom is really thinking about as if we were living every moment moment before God. And I think that can go back to virtue D where we talked about dedication to God and reading his word and asking the Holy Spirit to guide us is, um, you know, in every moment we are able to ask God for what we need. And I think not forgetting that will benefit us knowing that any decision, any word that you need, any help, like live as if he really is right there because he really is right there. But to make that apparent in our lives, I think will automatically give us more wisdom to just let me stop and think about what I should do and then ask. And then I believe he'll give it to you. So, yeah. All right. Here, I'll read something else that I really like. Wisdom is God given. Wisdom is what God thinks, not what we think. And if we rely on our knowledge alone, it is misplaced trust and outright arrogance. And I don't know. I I feel like I need to put that somewhere so I can see that for myself. (laughs) But yes, to know that we alone don't know it all, even if you have several degrees and letters behind your name, like it's not law knowledge alone and if you think it is or if you think you know enough then it it says it is misplaced trust so you're trusting in yourself not in God and then it's outright arrogance because you're already telling God like I don't need you in this moment because I already know what to do mm-hmm. and even I think sometimes if we think we know what we ought to do I think it's still good and in our best interest to ask God because in that moment he might have something different for us or better you know, if you feel like, I don't know, in a moment you should do something for someone because you just feel pity or sympathy in them in that moment, that's not wrong. But I think still asking God and knowing like, is that the person he wants you to help or does he have you wanting to help the next person? And maybe that would 
speak to them more mm-hmm. or, you know, like things like that. Not that any of those choices would be wrong, but what does, what is God's plan that he's wanting me to walk in so that I can impact exactly who he wants me to impact in the right moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, we've made this point before, but just the importance of our pursuit being to know God more mm-hmm. um, and not just to know about him more. Yeah. I know we've had this conversation about um, certain areas of Christianity that get super, super hyper focused on mm-hmm. their theology being a hundred percent correct. That it seems like they almost uh, stiff arm what God can do mm-hmm. um, because they're so fixated on everything they believe being a hundred percent correct instead of just being fixated on knowing God yeah. more that it can kind of create this weird cultish, uh, I was going to say vibe. I try not to use that word a lot. <laughs> but yeah, all that to say just the importance of, um, like I said before, your pursuit in all of this is to gain a deeper relationship with Christ mm-hmm. so that your life can be um, a better outpouring of mm-hmm. the calling that he has on all of us. Right. Um well, and I think the summary knowledge alone won't produce depth. So the yeah. knowledge of God won't actually produce depth with God. So we have to pursue depth with God, being in relationship with God, and that will give us better understanding of the knowledge we already have. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, I'm not sure where I read it or heard it from, but essentially someone and it might even be in Proverbs, I think, too. But um, basically the point of like, don't say a lot. And that is also wisdom. As in, you don't actually have to know everything. You just have to know when that you should speak. Yeah. And I God mean, will that, give you exactly. Yeah. And God will give you exactly what you need to know. So you don't have to know everything. But what you do know, you're just going to be prudent in how you say yeah. it. You don't have to win mm-hmm. every argument on Instagram. No. Comment sections. No. Um, yeah. And I mean, we all know people, and I think you might've said this earlier, but we all know people who, um, are extremely knowledgeable and smart and have multiple degrees and all this stuff, but that doesn't mean that they have wisdom. Right. Um, and like, you know, even thinking about the disciples, um, and like they weren't these crazy, smart, knowledgeable people, but they were willing to walk with Jesus Mm-hmm. And then they therefore transform the world. Um, and that is what our willingness needs to be is to walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And yes, there is an element of that we need, we need to know him and we need to know the scripture, but it's not, and we're probably beating a dead horse with this at this point, <laughs> but um, the importance is that we are in community our communion with Christ, not, yeah. not just puffing up our own knowledge. Right. So we can move on from that topic. <laughs> um, but um, I guess let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, Philippians 2, 5. Um, mm-hmm. It's just kind of cool to think that we have the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm in a, I'm in a, a group kind of like a, a community group that we meet with once a week online. And, you know, it's people who are, you know, 
running businesses or doing some sort of pursuit or stepping into some sort of ministry and this kind of this kind of like an accountability group to kind of sharpen each other and and just the fact that we have the mind of Christ is a very common thread throughout everything everything we Mm -hmm. talk about because a lot of people can kind of um feel like God is leading them in a direction but then can second guess themselves out of it um and the reminder is like you have the mind of Christ like Christ is Jesus will lead you in the direction mm-hmm. for your, for your life. And, and there's a certain peace that comes along with that. And so you have to, you know, like we said, being communion with Christ. And then whenever you have that piece of a direction you should go is to follow that because mm-hmm. you have the mind of Christ. Okay. Um, and it doesn't mean that you're going to make every single right decision for forever because of that. But like you are earnestly pursuing the things of Christ for you and your family. And so as God leads you, even if you make a misstep, like he's there to course correct with you. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're going to make a decision and then you're going to be homeless. Um, if, as long as you're so what, you know, God is going to lead you in in the, in the direction that's, that's best for the purposes of your life. But, Mm -hmm. um, it's funny because we talk a lot about wisdom and this is, you know, a challenge that was a challenge for me because like in this group, uh, the guy who leads the group will often ask, you know, like, what is wisdom? Because a lot of the world will view wisdom as just what looks best on paper. And that, I mean, that's what the world bases their decisions on is, okay, you have two opportunities here. There's this one and this one pays this much. And then there's this one that you actually really want to do. And you feel like God's leading you to, but you have no clue what's on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. There's not a dollar amount attached to it, yada, yada. It's just, but you feel like this is, and so what the world will do sometimes is they'll just have two offers and be like, well, I'm just going to go with the one that has the higher dollar value. And mm-hmm. that's their decision-making. doesn't matter the people it puts them in, in, in contact with being in the right or in the wrong environment. It's just, it pays more. So I'm taking that job. Yeah. And that's why people's lives get destroyed in their careers because they, they're making decisions solely based on, on money. And so it's like, well, was that wisdom? But for us, what's wisdom? Is it is it more wise to to take the job that offers more? Or is it more wise to follow God? Because following God is not going to make sense to the people around you. Right. I mean, you and I are in a, in a position right now where we've made some decisions that don't make sense to people. Yeah. And I get it. And there's still times I wrestle with it. Um, but we believe that we're, <laughs> we're just doing what we can to follow where we feel like God's leading us. And so and I, there's plenty of examples of people I know personally who have made decisions based on a check um, and, and it's caused a lot of strife in their life. Um, So all that to say for you and your family, like we believe that God has put something in all of us to accomplish on this earth. Mm -hmm. And I get that sometimes can be over Disney fied where it's like this magical, you know, thing. And it's not always that like, Maybe in this season of life, God, God has just called you to humbly serve your children and just, um, you know, live a relatively quaint life in your home, um, you know, work normal jobs, yada, yada. And, you know, because there's a lot of impact that happens there. But then there's some people who maybe, you've, you know, God is leading you in a different direction. Maybe you need to start a business. Um, maybe you need to transfer your job. Maybe you need to enter into ministry. These things that are in your heart that you know you want to do, but you've just told yourself it doesn't make sense or you'll do it later. Um, but just the importance of like whenever you feel God leading you in a direction is really taking the time to pray and seek God in that 
to follow his leading versus just believing that, well, it doesn't make sense. So I'm just not going to do it. I'm just going to stick with what I'm doing because, you know, I need money. Right. And also knowing that the purpose or thing that God has for you to accomplish might not look, I mean, you said Disney fight, but it might not be that you're teaching a thousand people and see 500 of them saved. Like it does. I think in our mind, we build it up to be this like overwhelming thing. It's too much for me. I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this because I feel like this has to be what God has for me. Whereas it could just be one person and how important even one person is in the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. You know, it says that there will be, celebration in heaven for each individual who whose name is written in the lamb's book of life and just like a personal story of that like my parents and the town they live in I mean we've lived there almost I mean my whole life essentially um and my anyways very very I'm not going to go into all of it but my dad met an individual helped him change his life. He came to know Christ, is married, has a son, like, and my dad would tell you today that that is the reason why they were in Beaumont was mm-hmm. for that one gentleman. And, um, who is now, he's like an integral part of our family. And so I think, yeah, when I met him, I was, he was, in, I was, <laughs> I told me he, he was uncle. So I just thought for like a year that this was their uncle, and then come to find out like, wait, you guys aren't related. Y'all just and there found out in her family there's a there was a few families like that that this was uncle and aunt and cousin so and none of the they weren't related to any of these people. <laughs> so it was very confusing for me for a little bit because I was trying to piece together who was related to who, just to find out that's just they just loosely throw out uncle and aunt. <laughs> well, we we kind of chose our family. You have extended family, and then you choose. I know, family. I get it, but for me, I was just so confused at first because so, just a heads up would have been nice, is what I'm saying. Oh, sorry, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think don't discredit even those small moments or things that maybe you don't think are going to have an impact because they might, or maybe that's the one in per- person that you influence to come to Christ, who then maybe their ministry is yeah. hundreds of thousands. And you, you still get to play a part in that. And that is still accounted to you. So I think sometimes, I guess growing up for me, it was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to be a ministry or do this whole big thing to actually do God's will. And it's like, no, God is really just calling you to be faithful where he's put you. Mm -hmm. So right now we have three kids and one on the way, and we are going to be faithful to raising our children. And that's why we've created these virtues because we wanted a better practical way to show them who God is and who Christ is and how to actually follow him instead of just being like, it's in the Bible. Don't lie and be wise. Mm -hmm. You know, we're giving them practical things to actually think about, to remember, to say so that when they are our age or beyond, they go, Oh yeah. Wisdom. Okay. We gain wisdom by asking God for instruction on what is right. Okay. I really need wisdom right now. God, I need to ask you what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're giving them these little things that will always just be embedded in their mind to know that is what I do. That is who I am. Um, that is who God is. And so that's why I have to operate this way. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. So um, 
very appreciative of everyone who's listened to this. Hope you guys have a uh, very happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Full of lots of good food and good food. friends and family. Parade if you watch that. Oh, man. Parade and dog, dog show. Dog show. So last year, the Frenchie won. <laughs> so I've had my heart. I th- I, we have my heart is kind of I do really love Frenchies, but so my sweet. heart has really shifted this year when it oh, comes to no. dogs. And I think it's because of a good friend of ours who got a golden retriever. But they're just so doofusy. <laughs> And, and, and I just think they're so cute because they're just always so happy and just happy to be here, you know, yeah. you know, uh, and so I might be kind of pulling for the golden retriever this year. I just, there are so many pretty dogs, but there are a lot. I still like, I always like the beagles. Mm-hmm. I always like the Boston Terriers. I always like the Frenchies. And of course these are all dogs I've had. So <laughs> I had beagles growing up and then we've had a Boston Terrier and we love yeah. Frenchies, but we just don't have $8,000 to <laughs> spend on a dog with health problems. Uh, $8,000 for <laughs> while it's sleeping. It's just like, this is money well spent. Oh, and it can't breathe while it eats either. That's good. <laughs> Like we were, um, we bred this to be the footstool of an emperor. So I don't know why. <laughs> oh my. Anyways, um, what was I saying? Hope you have a good Thanksgiving. <laughs> Watch the dog show. It's fun. Not the next episode, but the episode after that, we will be discussing the results of the dog show. Um, so when we get to virtue, I. I, I, every, I know I'm in my 30s, but every time I do the alphabet, I still have to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, guess. So I, to, I still have to run through all of it because you can't just be like, hey, what's after G? I'm like, uh, <laughs> A, B, C, D, E, F, G. <laughs> Is that the same for you? No. <laughs> I think I've, I have to run through a few, but I don't have to start all the way at the beginning. Like I, I can, still count on my fingers, though. Yes. So, it's okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> but I am, you know, wisdom. All right. Well, thank you guys for um, watching this. Please like and subscribe. Simple ask. It's two clicks. Just do it. Helps us. Helps get the word yes. out. Um, appreciate those of you. I know that this is a long form podcast. So most people listen to this on an audio version. But if you happen to be one of the few who watches this on YouTube, please like and subscribe there too. Um, just so it can show up on someone's algorithm. You never know what someone out there is going through and maybe something we say can help change their frame of mind to, you know, lead them in a different path. So you just never know. So, uh, thank you guys. And we will, um, see you next time.